0: Hello and welcome back to the Men's Room. Thank you very much for joining us. It is good to see you and for you, uh, good for you to see us as well. Uh, I'm nervous, Adam. We're on screen for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I know. How does it feel? I mean,
1: as an actor, no, no, I'm not going to go. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I was waiting very... for that. Men's Room bingo, okay. if you've got that. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's, it's always weird getting used to sort of looking at like a fucking lens rather than mm. at the person on your screen. Because if not, it looks like you're just staring at someone's like crotch. Yeah. Which is sort of off-putting. Right. Like, yeah, so I'm just staring at this little green light. I feel like the Great Gatsby, which is, I guess, a fairly apt comparison for the individual we're going to be discussing today and, uh, and the topic we're on. Exactly but, that. Uh, but f- before we get into that, we've got a little bit
0: of self-promotion stuff to get out of the way. If you haven't already, do click subscribe on YouTube if you're listening there. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow us on Spotify, but then jump over to YouTube, check us out, what we actually look like, do we look like how you thought we'd look, uh, and hit subscribe while you're there as well. Uh, I think that's the amount of times I can say subscribe and get away with it in a video. Subscribe,
1: subscribe, subscribe.
0: Exactly that. Uh, but yeah, as, as I've already mentioned, I'm here with my brilliant co-host, Adam Brown. Adam, how are you doing this week?
1: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I feel fresh and good and sort of full of energy, I suppose. Good stuff. I I've been out and about.
0: Good, good stuff. In. That's good to hear. Uh, obviously, this episode we've alluded to it already. Uh, I'm glad that you've bought that energy because some of the things we talk about in this episode are going to be quite draining. Actually, um, yeah, of course,
1: be it's not yeah. going to be cheap. I mean, last week was Jack a Ripper, and I'd argue what we're going to be talking about this time is almost as grim if not, <laughs> if not. What, yeah. yeah, exactly that.
0: Uh, but yeah, no, of course, if you read the, the fun night or thumbnail, nail, uh, if you've read the thumbnail and you've seen the title, we're talking about Jeff Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, this is something that we've sort of wanted to cover since, cause obviously last year was the big thing with Epstein. Mm-hmm. Obviously he was convicted and then found dead. Uh, we'll just, dis- just, We'll talk about that, of course. Um, but I think that now is a perfect time. We sort of waited, gathered a little bit of information. And now with recent developments, this is sort of the perfect time to go into Jeff Epstein. And What are your sort of opinions, I suppose, or what are your thoughts on this whole thing as a brief overview?
1: I mean, I, it's kind of intriguing because there was, for so long I didn't really know who he was. I didn't really know a lot about him. Um and then you just realize how like horribly well connected this person is. It's just like, oh, it's fucked. Um, it's disgusting watching certain documentaries and watching it. It's intriguing, but then it is that thing where you remember that these are like real people who are affected and these things really happened, and you're like, Oh my god, this is, this is gross. But it feels like it's like straight out of television. It like it almost Almost doesn't feel real in a way. It almost feels like like a soap opera. But no, it's it's genuinely just appalling. It's, it's the only way I can really describe it. It's it's absolutely gross. So yeah,
0: obviously, as we're talking about this kind of topic, it could be quite triggering for some people. Uh, so if you're of a sort of you're prone to being triggered by some of the things that we're going to talk about, anything around Jeff Epstein, basically. Uh, this is sort of a little disclaimer before we get into it, I suppose. It's just yeah. important to do, you know, I feel like.
1: Definitely, this, is, this isn't a a cheerful topic and a lot of the stuff in here is vile. So yeah. if you're not geared up for that, you don't want to hear that sort of thing. Before we go into any further detail, I feel like everyone who's watching this probably knows who Epstein is and what he's been accused of but should we just go over that quickly just as like a yeah good idea yeah hit me hit me with it so Jeffrey Epstein was this sort of paedophile procurer he's not really given a a sort of official title people call him all different things a disgraced financier was a a description I saw of him online he's this sort of super well-connected I'm possibly a billionaire I suppose he might well have been well into his billions he has all this all of this money no one seems to be able to determine how he's got it but he's connected to all these rich and wealthy people he's got houses all across the world and his his way of making money seems to be that he's a as a procurer of children who he then basically does sexual acts with and gives them to the, the rich and powerful and seems to have built some sort of empire on that he's there's photos of him with almost every celebrity ever. And it's like, oh God, it really, he's I feel like he's just the tip of the iceberg though. You know what I mean? Like he's he's gonna eventually be this, he's this little crack, which is just gonna be a plate shifting chasm that just opens up all these other people. But yeah, he was just a, a general nasty piece of shit. Um, and he's got all these, he's connected to people in the UK, in America, all across the world. And in this podcast, we're just going to try and break down who he was and I suppose what we sort of expect's going to happen next within this developing case. Yes,
0: yeah, so straight into Jeff Epstein, I suppose. Um, he was born in 1953, Brooklyn, New York. He The one interesting thing that I always found about him is that he came from quite a modest background. Mm,
1: he's he's he described as new money, I think is the, uh, yeah. the term that. But was used to coin him. He sort of appears out of nowhere. He's not some like he's connected to the Rockefeller's. He's like just a nobody. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: his dad was a ha- uh, was a groundskeeper actually for the state of New York, mm-hmm. and his mum worked part time in a school, but was just a homemaker, just stay at home mum. Mm-hmm. And and then beyond that, Epstein became a teacher. And I think mm. in the early 70s, he became a physics teacher and maths teacher at a private school. And this is the first sort of instance of the... This is a messy case. So this podcast is going to be a bit messy. It's going to take a few rewatches to work out what we're on about. Because <laughs> already, at the start of his career, we're seeing things that will massively help him later down the line. Mm. And basically, the headmaster that hired Epstein into his first jobs as a physics teacher is, he was a bloke called Donald Barr. And he was the father of the Attorney General William Barr, who was the man that was in charge of the death inquiry of Epstein, and has since ruled it definitely a suicide. Definitely a suicide. Christ. Now that's going to come back up at the, at near the end of the podcast. That's, we're going to revisit that, but it's important to sort of set out the stall of Epstein was really, really connected. <laughs> yeah, that's just a, that's one way of fucking putting it. Jesus. In '76, he was sacked from the school that he was working at for poor performance. Mm. I don't really know what that means, but I've I mean that could mean anything. But uh, yeah, he was sacked
1: there. You could, you could read into. It poor performance. That could be like a, oh, he's done something really dodgy, but we don't want to say it. So uh, just get him gone with poor performance he's friends with everybody who works here. Could be something like that. Could be something like that. Exactly
0: that. Um, And then this is where he sort of went into that financier money business type thing. He went to work with Bear Stearns, which is a massive, massive investment company. uh, And he essentially... For anyone that wants to know a bit more about this, there's a brilliant Netflix documentary fairly recently come out. Uh, It's called Filthy Rich, Jeff Epstein. It's only three parts and it goes into this within a bit more depth. But that job he got there, he totally conned his way into. Um, Mm. I, I mean, you might have to pick me up here, Adam, if I get details wrong. But essentially, he had lied about his education. I think he said that he went to Harvard and he graduated from Harvard, but he didn't. Uh, he had all these financial background kind of things going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is where...
1: All- every yeah. every sort of... This is a thing he's often described as he had this sort of magnetic charisma where he had this ability to sort of take control of a room, which was just insane that people would... You could be accusing him of something and he would somehow spin it and now he's like accusing you of something. It's like... He had this way of taking control of the situation, and clearly he did that here when he just like blatantly lied. And then when people looked into it, he was—he managed to come out with some sort of charisma, basically going like, "Oh well, I just wanted a chance, you know." And people were like, I "Feel bad for you now? Yeah, go on and keep your job. It's—it's it's insane. This guy managed to sort of sort of take what he wanted from every situation. He just had this." this raw charisma. He could have had a a fairly successful career being one of those like YouTube, how to get charisma on command kind of guys. He could have been one of them, but he was a perv. So he wasn't.
0: Yeah. He went a slightly (laughs) different route with it. I think you could say. He
1: went a slightly different lean in with the whole thing.
0: No, yeah, for sure. Cause the thing is, I mean, it's in the documentary and they, so he works there for an extended period of time but then he's discovered as this fraudster. He's he's cheated this company, this massive, massive company, by pretending and conning his way in. And mm-hmm. the interview is with the guy that was the manager at the time, and he's talking about how he he was told by his his boss, you know, go and sort this kid out. And he went and he was like, yeah, I'm going to. And he pulled him into his office and grilled him, gave the hairdryer and everything. And Jeff, I think it it was just... Jeff was honest about it. He was just like, yeah, you're right. I'm my way in. I am sorry. I did this, but look at what i done." And the the guy being interviewed was saying that Epstein just took the wind out of his sails. He completely yeah. disarmed him, basically, because he expected this massive, massive argument, all of that, and then he'd be able to sack Jeff instantly. But he didn't. And he he kept him on, I think. If I'm not wrong, he kept him on yeah. the job. And this poor guy, the manager at Bear Stearns... In the interview, in the documentary, he says, I could have stopped Epstein there. I could have broken him and mm. maybe changed the path of his life or, and he the path of his him, girl's yeah. lives. And he didn't. And he, he lives with that regret. And I feel so bad for him because yeah. you're right. Epstein was this trickster, this manipulator, this deceitful bloke that had everyone eaten out of the palm of his hand and used yeah. that against them.
1: Yeah, I think in the, the documentary, and I actually sort of unintentionally referenced it at the beginning of this pod, is that he's a little bit like, it's a little bit like the Great Gatsby, but like a much more sinister version. He's this sort of, spoilers for the Great Gatsby, I guess, I imagine you probably read it at school, but um, he sort of, he manages to con his way into all this money and this wealth, And people just accept what he says, and he he manages to become extremely powerful just off the back of his own ability to perfectly steer situations into his own favor. It's kind of insane how he could, even when he was put into like put on point, this smarmy fucking dude could steer it and go, yeah, or "Mm." like he could totally govern how things were done to him. It's unreal, like. I think that's been the thing that surprised me most with this case, just watching the documentary and reading about it and, you know, watching other podcasters talk about it. It's just sort of baffling all of these, like there's so many little steps where things for him could have gone horribly wrong and he could have been caught out or, you know, could, could have stopped him in his tracks. But every one of those points he managed to just sliver through and it's like done that. it's sort of it's genuinely baffling
0: yeah definitely and i think that a huge part of that is that he had a lot of people either on his payroll and on you know with blackmail and all of this kind of thing but yeah you're right he tricked everyone conned everyone and it's something that i wanted to mention in this podcast but it seems quite fitting now even after his death looking back on it, it was so problematic how we, we didn't know anything about Epstein when he died. We just knew that, you know, disgraced financier, all of this allegations and things. But the main point was the conspiracy theory around. He didn't kill himself. And we, we memed it. Yeah. You know, We made a meme out of it. That's yeah. our first response. And there, there were, it was going around and he was on t-shirts and it was, that meme of don't let it distract you from the fact that Epstein didn't kill himself and you know Mickey Mouse wearing a t-shirt with it and all of this. and It's like, looking back on it, you feel sort of dirt. I mean, I didn't buy a t-shirt or anything like that. I'm yeah, not, yeah, I'm gonna, I didn't, really, I didn't really see really one cool. on one of these racks or anything, but yeah. people did, it was a big sort of meme and a sort of societal thing. And then looking back on it now, it's like, Jesus. Okay, now we know more. Even then for a good like six month period, he even had the whole world fooled on that no one was looking at that side of things. Mm. But now I think that it's, it's so important that you know, in- people are talking about it. This documentary came out and we now know what a piece of shit he really was.
1: Mm. Like even in death, he was able to con people. Yeah, like, yeah that's exactly what I'm saying. It's, it's surreal that he was, he became, a. I mean, this is typical of shit like this is that the point gets missed and the meme is what survives it because everything gets fucking mean nowadays yeah it's just the way of the world um and with epstein he became an ep meme and just got thrown around the entire internet as a as a as a joke oh epstein didn't kill himself like that was thrown in on things that had nothing to do with him and it's like we've all missed the point here haven't we
0: yeah, it's Great really ones. problematic when you look back on it. I mean, I laugh, but only because, fuck me, we really yeah. misjudged it.
1: you horrendous for it now. But it's, I mean, the whole thing of it is sort of surreal, the way it was reported and spoken about. The whole, like, uh, oh, well, he's this disgraced financier who might have been, you know, procuring prostitutes who might have been a bit young. It was all very like, oh, he might, have, oh, probably he might have been, you know. It was all very up in the air, and it's it's so surreal that it, there wasn't just like a blunt, like, this man's a paedophile, he's yeah. procuring children, that's what he does. One hundred percent. You realise it's because it's not just him; it's everyone he's connected to, and that's where the problem comes from.
0: Yeah, no, you you've 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 nailed that there. To be fair, the term disgraced disgraced financier no he's much worse than that that's not disgraced can be it's such a spectrum
1: Shit with money no he's it's it's not that that we're angry for it's right. the reason yeah. he's in the cell. like there's there's some worse things he did
0: exactly yeah um yeah no that's a wider discussion that i, I imagine we'll have sort of a wrapping up uh near the end of the podcast i'm sure um mm. So yeah, he he conned his way into this job at Bear Stearns and all of that. And I think that there's a, we touched on it a little bit. I think it's sort of unanimously agreed that there's no way he went from a teacher with humble beginnings to a billionaire of his stature without getting involved with the financial elite doing God knows what Mm. that jump there that I mean his New York apartment alone was seventy seven million dollars he owned an island uh St. james uh, that, that he owned somewhere in New Mexico was it as well
1: um, he owned somewhere in paris as well yeah. paris
0: as well, yeah,
1: like a really fucking swanky flat in paris
0: yeah, exactly, so this guy was clicked up with people, and uh, i 've got a quote here from donald Trump uh in, in 2002,
1: yeah, I, know, I, know, I know the quote you're going to say.
0: So, in a 2002 interview, Trump said, "And it's important to say, us on this podcast, we're not accusing anyone. We don't yeah, have the just, kind of power this to a
1: disclaimer. Just, we are just, not. We are only saying back what we have heard from other sources. We, we aren't breaking anything out. So, before anything goes forward." Please don't kill me, Kevin Spacey. I actually quite like House of Cards.
0: Yeah, yeah. Please don't uh, send a FedEx guy to my door tomorrow. Um,
1: if I get a phone call from Gillian Maxwell telling me that Kingston's not safe, um, then I'll be shit in my pants. Essentially, yeah. but you We're, know, yeah. we won't come really after sure. Sean Atwood. I'm sure we'll be fine.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. As I say, Donald Trump in a 2002 interview. Uh, said that Jeff Epstein was "quote unquote" terrific, uh, and that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. It's just,
1: it's, it's just because you can hear Trump's fucking. He's a terrific guy. He likes he likes women just as much as I do. Maybe even younger. I don't know. You know, it would be like, fucking Ugh. makes my skin crawl.
0: Yeah, it's a bit icky, isn't it? Um, they were
1: neighbours. And they were roommates. No, they were they were next door neighbours. His uh was what's Trump's
0: fucking place called? Is it Palm Beach, isn't it? Or uh, uh, oh, Mar Lego. Mar Key. Mar a Mar- Lago?
1: Yeah. That's I, it. I always want to say Mega Lego, but <laughs> it's like the the unholy fusion of Mega Blocks and Lego. But um he <laughs> was exactly his it. next door neighbour and it's just like yeah and like that connection gets so much worse i'm sure we'll, we'll talk about some of the other things with that
0: yeah th- this is the thing epstein was so clicked up with all of these elite <laughs> I, mean, I mean you look at the clintons they were quite highly um linked i think <laughs> that Just some awful stuff went on, really. Yeah, it was definitely
1: Uh, a connection, particularly with Bill Clinton.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll cover that. We'll cover that in a second. We're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. Epstein was finally convicted in 2019 for charges of child sex trafficking and conspiracy to commit sex trafficking. On the 10th of August, just a month after his conviction, Epstein was found dead in his cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York. The official ruling is that he committed suicide. Um, so, yeah. It, the fact that... So, first of all, Adam, what's your opinion on that? Just at, at, at a brief glance.
1: Right. Uh, this is my bullshit button. And I'm going to hit my bullshit button. <laughs> um, I don't think that fucking Epstein killed himself. It's the most absurd thing ever. Um It's just, I think the more you read into how Epstein supposedly killed himself and all the circumstances around it are so, like, cartoonishly stupid. It's like, oh, that's definitely been quite sloppily handled. I think as is typical with assassinations, and this is going just through everything from history to, like, real things, there's this... The plan to kill someone—it can be quite succinct. But then it's like afterwards, when mm. it all sort of falls apart, maybe for the assassin, maybe for whoever's involved—is the point where you go, "Well, clearly something fucking dodgy happened here." There's there's ways that they could have staged it to make it look like a suicide.
0: Yeah, and definitely.
1: they didn't. They could have made it much more like, "Oh yeah, he could have done that in the half an hour we were away." We might have done it in a way that was so quick that, you know, there was not even if we had got there in time, there wouldn't have been anything we could do. But there's none of that. It's just like you know, he's he, he dead, and not my problem.
0: Well, let's dig into it. Let's go into it. So, so these are the uh, circumstances around his suicide. Okay. So on the 10th of August, this is just under a month after he was convicted, Epstein was found dead in his cell at the MCC in New York. The official ruling being that he committed suicide. Now, there's so many weird things got around it. Um, hmm. In a few weeks prior to his death, Epstein had been on suicide watch because I think that they found bruising on his neck. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah, there was some minor bruising around his, above his collar, unbrightly.
0: And he had been. So basically, he was taken off of Suicide Watch only six days after evaluation on the 29th of July. Mm. Now, I'm not an expert. I don't know how long you would keep someone on Suicide Watch, but six days doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, it's
1: like, he's a bit suicidal, but he's not as suicidal, so he's probably all right.
0: Like, yeah. Is that
1: how that works? Like, I, can't I don't
0: know. Be- um, and then they said that they were taking extra measures to ensure Epstein's well-being they moved him into a shared cell and they had guards checking every 30 minutes during the night. Now, I don't know if you've got, if you've seen a picture of the bloke he was sharing a cell with, I'm going to flash that up now. Uh, he's a bloke called Nicholas Tartaglioni, and yeah. he, uh, from memory, I think he was in prison. He was an ex police officer who was in prison for killing another police officer. And he's fucking massive.
1: Yeah. His, he looks like he could beat me to death with his chin. Like, yeah, <laughs> like he's so like absurdly buff.
0: Yeah. So that was an interesting cellmate to put Epstein with, um, straight off the bat, I suppose. And also, the night that Epstein died, the guards, quote unquote, fell asleep, uh, and Epstein went unchecked for three hours.
1: Yeah, because they be checked on him in a thirty-minute interval, wasn't it? Yeah. Every thirty minutes, they checked him. Still yeah. a fair
0: enough. Mm. Uh, then further to that, there was two cameras uh, that had a view of Epstein's cell. Um, they, they malfunctioned um, the night of his death because that's what uh, cameras do. So I, I work with cameras infrequently. I work with cameras. They don't often malfunction. I mean, it's a weird thing. And especially in a prison, I imagine that the minute a camera goes down... You You'd get like, like, right?
1: What's, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, we've all watched Prison Break. We've all watched these yeah. things. We've all watched heist films. If a, if a camera goes down anywhere
1: that's meant to be secure,
0: people immediately go, go
1: down it. there. Yeah. yeah, the idea, that they went, oh, cameras are down on that fucking Epstein dude. Mm. But I've got my donuts here, so I it will be all right. Not it'll be cool. like it's surreal that no one. I think it's a combo of the cameras break as well. If it was like the cops fell asleep i can be like eh, like that could happen you know it might be a bit of a dull night Oh, who cares about this dude fucking whatever i could see that but the idea that that happens and conveniently the cameras outside his cell also decide to take a fucking nap just seems a little bit surreal to me
0: yeah absolutely um it is that thing of a, a death by a thousand cuts isn't it exactly what you're okay. saying there um And given the fact that it is a celebrity who is clicked up with all these different people, has just been convicted of these crimes, and was on suicide watch,
1: Hmm. you keep an eye on him if anyone. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know if this is true, but like, I imagine that if Epstein were trying to get free, what he would want to do is to expose everyone who had potential reason to come after him he definitely had blackmail mm. material on the people he was procuring for and that sort of means that immediately he's got this list of a ver- a list longer than your fucking arm of people who would want him dead who probably have the power to do so yeah but like it's it's just I can't even think of a way to phrase it. Like, the, the guy was... He had this great big fucking target painted on his face. That guy should have... Been, he probably, I imagine, was given the opportunity that we'll appeal your case if... You know, might give you a parole in X amount of years if you bring us viable leads. Who else is involved? Is this guy, that guy, whoever? Do you have evidence? Genuine video evidence? And he probably went, yeah, sure I do. But before he got the chance to talk basically someone guts it for sure
0: um and, and on top of this as well dr michael badden who is the former new york medical examiner he was there at the autopsy of jeff epstein and he says that there's several bones i think in here that he points to so they are his the
1: thyroid gland. I think
0: hyoid and thyroid cartilage fractures that are very 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 unusual he he has a, he says in the documentary he's never not seen anything like that with a suicidal hanging but they are mm-hmm. much more consistent with a homicidal strangulation like yeah. this with the, with some force real force yeah, yeah.
1: that's what i recall
0: yeah and the i think that as well i can't remember if it was him that added it or someone else but it's been said it's out there that he
1: has little cuts on his neck uh, the autopsy, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I, about this. I don't know how much weight was given to it because that could have been if he had these bruises on his head, that maybe could have even been he was trying to yeah. scratch away his, but that could also be that someone was choking him and he was trying to scratch at them, yeah, to break their hands away. And then by doing that, if he had long fingernails, he might have scratched at his own neck. I mean, I'm only doing this now. And I can feel that that's scratching, that's catching skin. Yeah, and I've got no, I've got like zero nails, so I like compulsively bite my nails. So like, if I'm even getting like a little bit of scratch, if you've got any sort of nail on there that that's gonna eventually jag away at your skin a little bit. So it could yeah. even be like they could have been self-defense wounds that were just misread.
0: Yeah, could be that, or I mean, you could look at the fact that it's. It's inconsistent with the bed sheets that he hung himself with. Mm. Um, maybe I don't know, piano wire or fiber wire, something like that, could have yeah. left a little insertion. Um, I don't know I'm no expert by any means. Frankie th- Man Hollins, <laughs> exactly that, Agent Forty Seven. Uh, <laughs> if as well, I think that the height of the bed and how he hung himself in the little cell, I think that the, they they said that it would have been very awkward. Mm. Sort of managed to hang himself, he would have had to lean with it and not properly get any. I think I think that there's just so many circumstances with it that it's I-, I mean I don't understand how
1: you could I think as well as anything else, that wouldn't be quick. No, exactly. That would yeah. be a slow hanging. It's not gonna be just like a, you drop, you break your neck, and you're gone. Like that's gonna be a a long time. You're gonna be sitting there going. For ages, people would—you'd think—if there was like another cell near him, they would go. I think someone's choking. Like, you know, someone would raise the alarm. His somebody. cellmate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if, he, but you said it was a small cell. The idea that he just happened to not see someone hanging themselves like with it—I like—I feel like, like for instance, I'm not in the biggest room right now. But I feel like if someone was hanging themselves over there in the room, I would probably know about it. Even if I'm like this and I can't hear anything, I feel like just superficially there would be some indication, some movement, whatever. Because when people hang themselves, they don't go rigid when they do it. Their body starts to spasm. It's like, right. but if that's happening, they're not going to just be like, right, completely rigid and now I'm dead. Like. Even yep. with that, the idea that his cellmate was like, "Oh, didn't notice, I have my I have my I have my ear on," sorry, it's just like, "Are you serious? Are you kidding me?"
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, strange things have happened. Strange things do happen, mm. but oh, this,
1: massive.
0: there just seems to be so many.
1: There's so many strange things happen in this one instance. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you made the case that someone wanted Epstein to die that night if you look at it that way and you check it against all the things that happened, it looks like it sort of all comes together quite nicely mm. for someone in those positions.
1: Cause the thing is there are people who would want in theory to kill him on both sides. Yeah. In the sense of like a victim could fucking walk in there and fucking shoot him in the face. If they tried hard enough, they could probably do that. But at the same time, these powerful people who've got who he's got, you know shit on would also want to come after him so like they could have easily been like oh he, he died he got shot like it was a bit of the the lee harvey oswald gets gunned down by jack ruby kind of thing where it's like oh he was being moved and then oh no one of them got him shanked him and that could have been the cover that could have been the way you get rid of him but instead it's this very well it was a suicide but like the world's shiftiest, weirdest suicide ever.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think to play devil's advocate a little bit, um, the MCC is a s severely underfunded, they talk about it in the documentary, Yeah, it's a severely underfunded facility. Um, yeah, so they had been like,
1: oh, the cameras break all the time, I'd be like...
0: Yeah, okay, for sure. And, um, you know, I mean, we mentioned it there that you you made the point that if you hang yourself like that it would take an extended amount of time his guards didn't visit him for 3 hours you could spin that in such a way that that sort of you know gives more credence to the fact they did hang himself he had the amount of time to do it that way but for me personally it's just there, there there's so many things that don't add up there that mm. you can't help but okay. question
1: it I don't think it fits Epstein's character. Yes. you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. the documentary regularly talks about it and he comes across like it in video you watch of him. He's blatantly like a narcissist. The guy is so in love with himself. He's got this smarmy fucking look every time you look at him. He's got this little thing going on. He's like that in every photo you see of him. Um... Like the notion that he would actually take his own life seems completely out of character. I don't think he would do it. I think he would rather be like brilliant. I'm in this cell and I'm protected because no one's going to get in, and I've got all this fucking gossip on people that I can use. I've got all this blackmail. You think yeah, that for sure. that would be a reason for him not to die because then he would just out all of them. But uh- I. I I mean, I, don't, I didn't know the man. I don't know. I'm within two... I think, you know, the the cycles of...
0: Oh, six circles of connection. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm within two of Jeffrey Epstein. You're
0: going to have to explain that.
1: <laughs> You're going to have to... I met Prince Andrew once. Oh, and it wasn't, oh. It wasn't at a Pizza Express in Woking. <laughs> we'll get I on to tell that. tell you that. <laughs> oh, my uh, God, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, wow. Okay. Day. Yeah, like, unconnected. No,
0: no not
1: unconnected. No, yeah. so, but, um, I get what you mean. Him.
0: When when you're watching him, he's this bloke that is very narcissistic. Even in the depositions where he's been questioning, he's got this smarmy look and he always looks. He's like... He looks untouched. You know, I'm going to exercise so he knows. my... Yeah, he thinks that he knows I, I agree with you. I think that he wouldn't kill himself. I think that he would look upon that as the cowardly way out and he would, in his mindset, go... You guys didn't protect me here. I'm getting convicted. I'm going to take Mm -hmm. you bastards down with me.
1: Yeah, I imagine me as someone who would. He was always prepared, like clearly, because one of the things that is in the documentary is that there were video cameras set up in pretty much every room of any of his buildings. Yeah. So he had all of this stuff. He has all there's all there must be somewhere all of this incriminating data of videos and. You know, he's got his black book that was out there. There's a the flight logs that you can get access to that have been leaked. There's all of these files about him that are out there, which show in some way that he was prepared for things to go wrong. He had a contingency plan, at least in some capacity, where he was ready for people to come after him. Mm. And you can you can see that. There's, there's no... I don't I mean there's any doubt that he was prepared for stuff, which means that I don't think him dying was part of his plan I don't think that he intended to fucking go before he could leak any of that, I think he would see everyone's the look on everyone's faces, oh damn Jeff you got us, like I think he was waiting for that little moment, because yeah. then he could maybe have spun himself back and been like oh I was trying to tear it down from the inside, I'm actually a, a good guy, like he could have even tried to go down some route like that, I, I don't think, I think the last thing Epstein expected was for someone to take him out
0: yeah. I think we should move on to the connections around him and the people mm-hmm. that he uh, associated with and those that all of that. Uh so we mentioned the name Sean Atwood and he is an absolute genius in terms of the discoveries that he's been making. He's uh he's on YouTube, um he's featured on True Geordie podcast a few times, and he has been relentless with his research into this. Mm-hmm. He is hellbent on cracking this code and getting to the bottom of it and his theory on Epstein is basically that Epstein was at the head of this child his theory was basically that Epstein was at the head of this child sex trafficking operation for the rich and famous Mm. and as we've covered there, after his conviction, everyone involved was at risk because Epstein was this guy that would think, right, all right, you bastards, let's go down together. And Epstein was going to become a problem and he was killed. He had to go. Um, Mm. And I think that this is really interesting. Atwood talks about how you can identify the key players in that operation with Epstein by the amount of time and the amount of press that they took and that they put on distancing themselves from Epstein now we mentioned the Trump interview in 2002, and we said that he's a, a terrific guy. Likes, he's a terrific guy. Yep, likes young women.
1: Loves young women.
0: Likes and young women. I do. It was after it was after Epstein's conviction, I believe, that Trump was asked about his relationship with Epstein, and uh, Trump spoke about how he was. Quote unquote, not a fan of Epstein. Uh, and and then he said that they. He out with
1: 10 years ago, something about,
0: like that. F- yeah, 15 years ago, they fell out, apparently. It's worth noting. Um, and then Angel Urena, uh, Clint- Bill Clinton's press secretary, uh, posted an official statement on Twitter, which is an oxymoron in itself. Official statement on Twitter. Um, <laughs> on it's a behalf of the world, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, on behalf of Bill Clinton, claiming that he knew nothing of Epstein's offences, never visited any of his uh, residences, and uh, that includes the island, Little St. James Island, and that Clinton only flew on Epstein's plane a total of four times. Now, Adam, I think I'm going to hand over to you to talk about the black book and the flight logs, and I I can tell you're seething to get into this. Uh, so, yeah, talk through that.
1: So, with the black books and the flight logs, as I said before, Epstein was a man who I think was always preparing for some sort of worst-case scenario. He was always ready for some sort of inevitable situation where someone would try and come after him. So, he had a lot of blackmail. He had a lot of shit that he could leak and throw out and go, oh, you see, this person was on my flights too. Like... So there's the flight logs, which I did some googling and I I couldn't find a definitive sort of list of names that were on the flight log. There seemed to be a variety of people who were linked in various different ways. There were some people who it was like this guy was on it, and then there was other oh, articles going, oh, actually they weren't. There was all sorts of objection. <laughs> Sorry about that. Optimus Prime was clearly offended by the
0: fact that. <laughs> um, but, so I think it's important just to first to say um, what the flight logs mean.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. So Jeffrey Epstein, being the extremely wealthy man that he was, had his own private plane, or I think he had a couple of private planes.
0: Do you know what the plane was called? Out of interest.
1: Not off the top of my head.
0: It's disgusting. It's called the Lolita Express.
1: Yeah, that was the one. I couldn't remember what yeah. the the thing was on it. I knew it was something like. Yeah it's really yeah it's like it's barely even a secret is it like yeah.
0: but yeah carry the on. List,
1: the li- like the flight log is intriguing but and i think the black book is too but the black book is essentially a list of phone numbers that epstein had of various different people
0: yeah but the the um, flight log is uh, the reason that there are names in it is that you had to, it's a aviation law that anyone that gets onto a plane has to register that they've been on it. I suppose it's in case the plane goes down or anything like that. Yeah,
1: or um, if so, they need to make some sort of emergency stop and you just pull out this plane full of fucking celebrities, and it's like,
0: um... Right, exactly that. So it's uh, it's not... Because when when I first researched it, I was like, so why the fuck would they, these celebrities put their name to any of yeah. like this if they want to be discreet? But it's a legal requirement. That's why we know. Uh, and The Black Book was a book that epstein kept of all of his contacts because he was a little bit of a control freak i'd mm. uh, say the least to, about to him. Say the least, yeah and i think that another disclaimer uh, for this sort of thing is that just because people are in the black book doesn't mean that they're a pedophile or a child sex trafficker or anything all yeah. it means is that I suppose that you you're like more likely to have been in the circles and in contact with people that were
1: i think the the general thing with that is basically the more numbers the more likely you get what i mean like For sure if someone's name is in there like they've got five or six different methods of communication with someone then they're probably a friend, should we say, rather than someone who he's met at a party and gone, hey, I throw these really cool parties. You should come and visit me. And someone's gone, yeah, right. Then. Which I imagine is probably the case for several people who are on those lists.
0: Well, well, Trump had about, I think, it's twenty
1: numbers next to him. Right, so he really he was living next door.
0: Yeah, he really needed to get in touch with Trump. It's that kind yeah. of thing.
1: Do you it's know? Not what I mean? like was, it's not like he was going. Hey, Trump, um, how are the hedges looking? I've got a new gardener. I'm not in Florida at the moment. Could you have a little look for me? Yeah, cheers. Mm-hmm. Your old mate, Jeff. Also, um, do you want to touch some... <laughs> <a bit easier> <laughs> get- <laughs> oh, God. I was looking at it, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> I knew there was a
0: punchline or something there going. Um, but yeah, no, and there's what people... I mean, being, like, yeah, in- there's been people come out saying um, I had no idea that I was even in... His book. I don't know how he got my number. So I think that it, it, it was. Uh, I, I, oh, actually, that was it. A maid came out and said that it was a collection of numbers that he had for people, but also a collection of numbers that he, of people that he aspired to meet. So yeah, it's very who wanted to
1: get in with. Yeah, like, it's very. Thing, like, I think this is one of the things that makes Epstein quite sort of he has a sort of impenetrable shield around him because he was also a a bit of a philanthropist he he definitely sort of i don't think he necessarily looked at it but he takes certain things out of jimmy savile's playbook who was a a notorious british paedophile he was kind of an equivalent figure i think they're quite similar in many ways um but with jimmy savile what he used to do is he was this sort of tv presenter this man of charity he did You know, he funded hospitals and children's hospitals and he did, you know, marathons and runs and things like that. And he he helped fund things. All the while being this horrendous sex offender who Mm. was doing the same thing that Epstein was. He was procuring children. Um, And I think Epstein did that because he helped fund loads of like science related stuff. Like one of the people who visited his island was Stephen Hawking of all people. Yeah. And yeah. when I read that, I was like, oh my God. Even the hawk was on it. And then I read about it and I went, oh, no, what it was is he was funding things for them. He was helping, he was donating money. Because I think he had so much money that he could just sort of go, I mean, I'm not going to get blackmail on Hawking. I mean, what's the point? But like, here you go. Hawking is, um, fuck it, 100 grand. Use that for some science. I'm Jeffrey Epstein. Put my name down.
0: But there's also that element of I can't get any leverage on you so I'm going to finance a load of your stuff and you know that I can take that at any moment so yeah he was it's collecting favours that... whether whether they you know whether these people are guilty of whatever it, yeah. it, he I he think... liked to collect favours on you have power over you
1: in mm-hmm. any way possible it's kind of ingenious because then that way things start getting turned on him people's word of mouth will go oh but the reason we were able to fund this incredible, I don't know, science experiment was because of his money. Like, we can't really stand against him because our, all of our work could be negated because that's how we got it. We got it from him. Right. Like, there's people who owe him stuff. Like, I know he tried to basically pay off the police in Florida. He, he gave him like 100 grand's worth of equipment. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've just moved. I'm a man who's just moved into a house in the local area. Here's 100 grand's worth of police gear.
0: Yeah. Right, I'm not doing
1: anything dodgy in my house, leave me alone. Like
0: But basically
1: he, Yeah, like he immediately, as soon as he gets there, before he's even like unpacked, basically, he's like, Here's some money. Don't look into me. Like, like this, this isn't shifty at all. Take my money.
0: The documentary so- goes into it brilliantly in that because first of all, I, I'll go on record and say that I had no idea how many people that he abused and did awful things, like young girls. I had no idea of the the web that he created. Oh, the scale of it is
1: unprecedented. Like, yeah,
0: absolutely. Even that,
1: the documentary doesn't really give quite a clear perception of how it is. It almost looks like there's just a handful of victims. But then when you realise that they're the victims who have spoken out and they're the yeah. victims who are a bit older. So there's probably people who were in his employ. Literally, up until he was dead, you know?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Like, of course. It's, I, I dread to think, and also you have to bear in mind, this organisation was probably international as well. Yeah. It's like, you, you dread to think how much of it's out there.
0: Well, what's important to talk about is that he, in his Miami property, he would... And this sort of brings in Ghislaine Maxwell a little bit as well. They would... Because in Miami, there's a real divide in wealth. You've got Palm yeah. Beach one side, which is you've got $10 million resorts and things like that. And, you know, Trump's golf courses, things like that. And then just the other side of the river, you've got real derelict, you know, trailer park, um, you know, low income areas. And mm-hmm. they Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell would target these sort of vulnerable... Kids, these young girls, and basically cross the
1: bridge, so to speak.
0: Cross the bridge, yeah. And it was like, oh, um, I have a client. He, uh, you know, we'll give you two hundred dollars to give him a massage. Two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. There you go. You can make that in a day. And of course, two hundred dollars to fast, someone fast. that's got nothing is everything. You know, mm. absolutely.
1: And is like a month's worth of food for some people. You know, like
0: yeah. Of course, that's of course, a huge amount. Well, and in, in your head, you're thinking that's just one massage. If I can do that every every day for him, brilliant, or mm-hmm. things like that. So that they would lure him in, and he would be on the massage table. They would go in, give him a massage, and then he would sexually abuse them. And it, the massage it would, would, it
1: would, it would... The massage would quickly escalate.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's perfectly put in it, without wanting to go into more detail. The documentary does that brilliantly. Go and watch that if you want to know more about that. And... The disgusting thing is that he would do that, but then Ghislaine Maxwell would tell them, oh, if you recruit another girl, we'll give you $200 as well as her. And with that, they created, so it went from one girl, and then this web of girls recruiting girls, all underage, it's yeah. important to put out there, all recruiting other girls, all recruiting other girls to go in and massage Jeff, and he would sexually abuse them. It was, it's insane the scope and the the web that he created.
1: Oh it's totally surreal, the whole thing of it. Like And the Miami police
0: were told about it. A girl came forward and you're right. He... And they
1: basically went after her.
0: Yeah. He... Yeah. Which set the precedent of any of these girls if we talk about this guy, if we go to the police, he's protected everywhere. He it went to court in two thousand Eight, I want to say yeah I think it, finally one of the police officers that's in the documentary talks about um how he did chase chase it up chase it up break through that bullshit that Epstein had created and they got a warrant to search his house coincidentally nothing was there but there was yeah, this the gone. you know on like a cartoon or like a film where there's like dust everywhere but there's conveniently like a box shaped like it's just clean like, all, all
1: where the dust should be. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it was like that, and they were like plug sockets. It's like, oh, there's nothing in that one. It's like, I mean, he had shit everywhere, yeah. but they just he he probably knew he tipped someone else in that police same police yeah. department off, and it got to uh, um, the district attorney, I think, and he dropped it. He dropped the case completely. Yeah, and then I think a few bits came out that he knew Jeff Epstein somehow and, and things like that, but
1: the guy was crazy well connected like yeah, he was yeah. in everyone's pocket you know like he was eating away at people he had he had shit on everyone
0: yeah he really was absolutely
1: did. insane
0: yeah absolutely um i think that leads us quite nicely
1: oh do you want to talk about some of the names in the book so, yeah so this one is this is the list of names this is across both the flight logs and the black book as we said before sort of the more mentions of their name the fishier they are that's the the simple thing of it Um, and these are the names that sort of recur quite a bit so we're going to just sort of go through them now yeah they're coming coming for you Adam oh no the Albanian Rosas so the names we've got on there I'll go through the ones that will probably not surprise anyone to the ones that are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, okay, so cool. we've got Donald Trump, unsurprisingly yep. is on there quite a number of times. Hillary Clinton is on there a few times. That must have been an awkward plane trip if both of them were on at the same time. Um, we've got the Rockefellers, David Rockefeller who's this like super rich American <laughs> businessman like he owns like the planet. It's kind yeah. of um Mick Jagger I think he was on there twice wasn't he yeah that was a and shame was, that one that was a shame but also with that I know one of the numbers was dead so ah. it could be a thing of literally you tried to contact him on one didn't have the right number got another one it yeah. could be as yeah. simple as that I know one of them was disconnected apparently mm. um Henry Kissinger shouldn't surprise anyone the guy He's- was a Fucking creep. He's in every single conspiracy. Of all time. He's in like, every, like literally. It will be like, oh, Bigfoot's real. Henry Kissinger's involved. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, what is he involved? <laughs> Jesus, the guy just turns up in. It's like, who flattened the earth? Henry Kissinger. Yeah, essentially. So, like, who was keeping Hitler safe? Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Check out the theories. We did a video on it. Um, <laughs> You've nailed that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the Kennedy family are in there. Yeah. Another family who's involved in lots of
0: awful lots stuff. Of- they're cursed, aren't they, basically?
1: Yeah, they're they're properly cursed. Yeah. Um yeah, Bill Clinton is in there obviously quite a few times. I don't know how they have relations with that woman. Yeah, you did, Bill. Um we've got Courtney Love who <laughs> what do we even have to say about Courtney Love? Like Yeah. She's the reason that we didn't get more Nirvana albums. She's a Ooh. bigger piece of shit.
0: We'll do a conspiracy theory on that, I think.
1: We could talk about her for ages. She's yeah. Just, she's almost, like, cartoonishly evil as well. Like, she's just involved in she's involved in loads of shit. Yeah. Um, we've got Tony Blair, the British Prime Minister, or well, one of them. Um, the warmongering hellrafe who destroyed most of the Middle East. Yeah. What an absolute gentleman he is. Yeah. Uh, doesn't surprise me at all. Chris Tucker. That's a that shame. One, Chris Tucker and Naomi Campbell. they very really weird. They really surprised me. That was like... That's wow. very strange.
0: Yeah, Chris Tucker was... There's that picture of... Is it Epstein, Chris Tucker and Kevin Spacey all in the plane?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I saw that and I was like, ah, I don't
1: like that. Yeah, and also, yeah, Kevin Spacey was... Yeah. ...on there a few times, which isn't surprising in the slightest i don't think like basically like that, that 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 one checks out
0: and that's why it's so dangerous all of these other names being on there is that we, we can pan pick a few that are like yep no surprise no surprise because they're the people that we know shit about hmm. chris tucker we we don't it could be that he's totally innocent totally fine or it could just be that we're we're still two years away from knowing a little bit more about him that we didn't want to know. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's a real, it's a dangerous crowd to have your name in amongst.
1: Yeah, I wonder with Epstein, like if every party he threw was a, for want of a better word, a pedo party. Like I wonder if he would occasionally throw like a fairly normal get together. I th- yeah, I I th- would like I to think that he would have done. People into what he was doing, and then. Out the big guns once he realised what people's appetites were. If you get what I mean?
0: Yeah, I get what you mean for sure. I think that he did have, um uh, you know, that sort of Gatsby lifestyle beyond yeah. all of it. I think the that reason he did...
1: I, the reason I've said that is because the the thing is with most of Epstein's things is like with a lot of his. Well, I think pretty much every victim is a girl, is a woman. But we know that Kevin Spacey was is he's gay he likes he likes boys Mm. so what does he get out of being around young girls if he likes young boys which then asks the question of was Epstein getting boys as well was he getting other children like how far does it go with him that's the thing that makes me confused as to why Why he was there because I I, I mean, I get it if you're a pedophile, you're a pedophile, but at the same time, it's like you feel like you would, if you were a pedophile, you would go there for the thing that you wanted, if you get what I mean, rather than just to be like hang out with what I don't want. I don't really understand that.
0: I think if we go with Sean Atwood's theory of the, the Epstein got his wealth from you know procuring children for the rich and famous i think that it, it could be looked at as he had is his own preferences like and was friends with kevin spacey and that was i mean i hate to say it like this but that was sort of more of a business relationship in that sense
1: yeah it could and be. then the
0: girls doing the massages was more as a personal thing for epstein i don't know i
1: yeah, think I it was i think it was probably that is uh, yeah Because I don't think there's any mention of any of the girls going, oh, there were little boys there as well.
0: Yeah, I've not heard, especially Epstein's victims. I don't, I've not. I
1: have not i think any of them have, none of them are boys, and I don't think any of them have mentioned any little boys being involved. So that's Mm -hmm. why, like, that, with Spacey, that immediately suggests something bigger straight away. And there's a a few other things like that, which sort of raise, raise some questions. It's weird that the thing that surprised me is the number of women who are in, in on it. It's like, like um, Liz Hurley is on there a few, a few times, isn't she?
0: Yeah. Like, with that, it's with Naomi Campbell, Liz Hurley, and like people like that. They could have just loved a party, and Jeff Epstein had this cover, didn't he? he had this bravado of, "I'm a Gatsby kind of guy. I host." parties every week on my my, private island on my private island or on my in my 70 million dollar apartment in new york (laughs) and if you're a celebrity at the time or a model and at the time trump's there kevin spacey's there these big names these big billionaires these actors you want to be at that party if you know (laughs) nothing else that's going on in the background so i think that it's yeah they've just been pulled into the bathwater of epstein yeah really
1: they've, they've sort of Got the unintentional splashback, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're within the same circle, but they might not necessarily know. They might not be in the right tier of it. If you get what I mean,
0: for like, sure, yeah.
1: Tears of this thing, and then there's yeah. people who are very obviously heavily involved. Then there's people who were just there for a party, and then it's they might have just either turned a blind eye intentionally or they genuinely didn't know. It be Absolutely.
0: There's so many shades of gray to this, and we're only just at that year anniversary of Epstein mm-hmm. dying and being convicted. So it's still very, very much a developing kind of thing um, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, we've, is there anyone else on the list?
1: There's the flight logs, which yes. again have uh, Trump, Clinton, Andrew. We'll talk about who Andrew is in a minute, won't we? Yeah. Um, Alan Dershowitz, who was his lawyer. And he has, it's he made a statement about this where he said that I wasn't, I did that like fly out there, but he was like, I hope that if there are any videos they get leaked because you will see that I'm not in any of them.
0: But he's also managed to through the court system get a, I think in this country we call it a super injunction. I don't know what the American equivalent is, but he's got a sort of super injunction against Virginia Roberts, which is one of the leading uh, Epstein victims, who's really led... She was, like the main one who outed
1: it, wasn't she? Yeah.
0: He has got a subpoena, uh, not a subpoena, sorry, a, a super injunction against Virginia Roberts, so she can't say anything about him. She can't make any accusations against him, about him. Yeah. Um, so that's not a great look, really. Mm-hmm. And oh. he's in the documentary, and he's very... He comes across very cold and... You, well, he so comes I across as the guy that a, defended. I was it. only
1: interested in him as a client. That was right. Yeah, I'm only, I was only interested in Mr. Epstein as a client. I, I didn't care for what he was actually doing. I didn't know anything about it. I was just making the best defense. You,
0: like immediately, exactly. he's
1: like, "Oh, i have not done anything wrong. Don't hurt me."
0: It's like, for sure. So, okay then, buddy. He's a, like, he's a dodgy
1: one.
0: Yeah. With Clinton as well, he we've in that statement it said that he visited or he was on the plane four times when in fact the actual flight log his name pops up 26 times i believe yeah now why if that's innocent why are you lying about the number of times you're on that flight
1: yeah because that's was a big the, difference. If it, was, things?
0: if it turned out that he said I was on the plane four times, and it turns out he was on it six or seven, I could forgive three flights if you, you know, forgotten. Maybe I mean we all know yeah. when we've been on a plane of a billionaire, but twenty-six is a big discrepancy from four times.
1: Yeah, massively. It's like you've you've managed to miss quite a number there. So like, how have you done that? Yeah, I find with. Because one of the things that Sean Atwood brought up, and I kind of find this fascinating, is the whole "I did not have relations with that woman" that whole statement. Mm. This idea that that was actually cover, so yes. that people would go, "Look, there's a bad thing happening, but it's this bad thing, and there's nothing else." That yeah. when you've heard people saying that Bill's been having some sort of sexual misconduct type situation going on, that's only that, and it's not anything else. It's not anything. Else. Don't look over here, look over there, like. It's that kind of thing. That's what that comes across to me as now. Because when did that happen? The whole I don't know. Revelations with that woman. When was that? That was late nineties. That's like ninety-seven. Yeah. That. Which is, we know that was a time where Epstein was active. He was procuring girls at that time. We know he was. So it makes me wonder if maybe someone had caught wind very broadly of what was going on with and Epstein, and I and then him and Hillary were like. Um, how do we cover this? How do we cover this? Say you're having an affair with someone, and then absolutely bury her afterwards, completely crush her career, use her as a scapegoat, cover it up. At that time, it was it was more beneficial to cover Epstein than it was to out him and take him out. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No. That's I completely agree. Um, but
1: yeah, with the flight logs, there's a few more interesting names. This is again why I think that. sorry, this uh, Ghislaine Maxwell lives down the road from me so they're off to get her Um, but there's a few names on here which again, this makes me think maybe people were going to his four parties that maybe weren't dodgy and he did the odd party that might have been like hey, nothing bad happens here, I'm just a cool guy who likes parties Uh, um, His Alec Baldwin Emmy Moore, Will Smith or Ferrell are on the on the list and a, and I know that there was like in the black book someone I think Ray Fines is in there. Which is a bit like, oh Ignite. but I think Ray Fines, I think Ray might have only been in there with one number. So that might have literally been that Epstein's going, Hey, i my name's Jeff Epstein. I do parties. Do you want to come along? And he was like, no, I'm learning Shakespeare or something. Like right. he got mugged off by him. I, I like to think that he did.
0: Mm.
1: I don't like the idea that Voldemort is legitimately evil.
0: Um, yeah, we'll go with that for sure. Um, right. yeah, I, I think that there's like the Danish king and queen in there as well. Like, there's yeah, one, there's all there's some random old names in
1: there. Well, there was definitely royalty in there. With uh, yeah, definitely,
0: we'll, uh, we'll 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 move the train forward, I think, and get towards that. Uh, let's go on to talk about Ghislaine Maxwell a little bit. Yes. We mentioned a name throughout this with yeah. regards to some of the awful stuff that went on but I think that especially now that she has been caught and she's, uh, you know, the court date hasn't been set, I think that the wheels are in motion to get that prosecution and defence going. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, so let's go through who Ghislaine Maxwell is. Basically, she's the daughter of Thomas Maxwell, who already, he's a shady motherfucker,
1: Yeah, Uh, just a bit, fuck me. Just a bit,
0: yeah. He was uh, basically like a a media mogul and a politician and a broadcaster and all of this. And I think that I don't really know much about him personally. Well, obviously (laughs) not personally, but him and his career. But I think he died in really suspicious circumstances.
1: I read, and I'm not sure if it's true, but I'm pretty sure that Sean Atwood said it, is that he might have been like a Mossad agent. Yeah. Like service guy as well, on top of everything else. Yeah. So he was immediately like you know, I know he died in some weird sort of fishy way, it might have been a suicide, it might have been something else. It was very unusual. Um we get a lot of kids as well. I know that one of his kids died of leukemia quite young. That was a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. There was a few things like that. I think that was I think I think two of his kids died in some capacity. I think, I know one about leukemia, there might've been another one who, I think was like brain damaged in like an accident and they were like in a coma and they died or something. I'm I, I, I might be completely fucking it up and getting that completely wrong, but right. I was watching a few, episodes, like a few videos about it. Yeah. But with Ghislaine Maxwell, she was like the daughter closest to him. They were like, I guess she, you, you could almost imagine her as being like his heiress i suppose someone exactly that. Yeah. she was the empire
0: yeah she was very wealthy herself and um inherited that and she was she became it's weird because there's a lot of things thrown out about her relationship with epstein but mistress is one of the most common things mm-hmm. they never got married the very rarely termed girlfriend is thrown around mistress is the one that people go for and that is partially because she would help Epstein lure these girls in and I think that she raped them as well.
1: Yes, she was involved.
0: She was involved heavily with the abuse side of things and she's always maintained sort of distance between Epstein but as soon as he was it as soon as he was convicted or as soon as he was killed, suicide, murdered, dead, mm. that she just vanished?
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like right? I... Only recently heard about her. Like when Epstein was initially brought in, I didn't know who she was. Her name was is, for me, fairly new. It only really sort of came out in the last couple of weeks where it all exploded over Twitter, as things often do. And I was like, oh, okay. So he had like a little number two who was helping him out with this situation.
0: Basically, yeah. That's the relationship they, they seem to have had. Um, and she was yeah very much at his side through all of it. And yeah. Virginia Roberts is the one that's pinned a lot on her as well. But as I say, she went into hiding and she was found only a few weeks ago. And she's been has she been she's been charged, hasn't she, with the conspiracy to commit assault and child sex trafficking and all of that? Yeah. And one thing that's come out to de- like in the last couple of days, which links back to good old Trump um he was asked at a press conference uh for his reaction on maxwell being charged and all of that and he said he he wishes her well and an ex aide to trump has basically come out and said that he is sending a sort of signal to her to be like don't come after me like i'm on side don't
1: That's insane. Yeah, I remember reading that he was like, "Oh, i wish so well. It's like you, you, you're, you serious? Like, but the thing is, it was always going to be, it was going to lead to that because again, this is that thing with blackmail. With a lot of it, it's like, "Oh, is Epstein with Maxwell next to Donald Trump?" Or that's next the thing. To- yeah, it's there's like- no
0: denying it. There's absolutely no denying that these people were with him, there's photographs and all of that. And yeah, it's just so cryptic. I, Cause my opinion with Ma- Maxwell is that she'll have that thought process that Epstein had of, oh, I'm fucked here. I'm just gonna rinse everyone that I can. Yeah. And I think that I any think lawyer- any She's lawyer also had,
1: to... she's had the benefit of time as well. She had this time where she's vanished, so she's probably procured every little bit of... Right, here's what I've got on Chris Tucker. Here's what I've got on Tony Blair. Here's what I've got on David Rockefeller. I've got all these people. I've got all their names and what they did. And I've got the videotapes. I've got everything. I've got the ones of Trump. I've got it all here. And I'm ready to release it. I've had a year to compile it into a really fucking epic PowerPoint. These people aren't ready. Like he's got it, she's got it all there. Whereas I don't think Epstein was like, he was prepared, but he wasn't prepared to put things into action straight away. Do you know what I mean?
0: I do. I I hope that, um, I hope you're right. I think that there's a little, we we have to remember that she is as much of a bastard as Epstein is. So, (laughs) you know, there'll be that element of self-preservation and,
1: Go we, could she try and argue it as to be like, oh, Epstein was going to abuse me as well, so... I don't know. I didn't know Maybe. I'm a victim too. So you might try that.
0: Which is, which is, beautiful segue. That's exactly what Prince Andrew has sort of done. Um, I feel like there's a lot more to talk about with Ghislaine Maxwell in the next couple of months. There's actually a similar documentary coming out uh, on Ghislaine Maxwell, just... Oh, wow. uh, um, like the Epstein one, so we'll keep an eye on that. But- yeah,
1: that would be interesting to talk about, because I think she she's always there, like looming like a fucking vulture. But yeah. it's just been waiting for her to get the expose that she deserves. Because to me, just to sign up, she comes across to me as like the sort of the recruiter, the procurer. She's the friendly face to Epstein's sort of cold demeanour. She's like, oh, you're really going to be nice and helpful to you. Like the PA kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. She It's the front of the organisation who also gets some sick pleasure out of doing what she's doing. Like, well,
0: I think that a lot of the young girls that were interviewed for this documentary said that you trusted her. And, of course, young girls talking to a, an older woman or a woman in her 20s, 30s, you're more yeah. likely to trust her than if a girl. If all
1: guys in there, if Epstein was like fronted by loads of blokes, you'd be like, "Yeah, fuck this." If you write off but the moment you see there's this like sort of quite well-to-do, glamorous, yeah, yeah, sort of and very um, well-educated as well. She was like top brass, British, everything the way she was raised. This brilliantly well-connected, intelligent woman. You go this can't be dangerous, this can't be bad, she's so nice. Yeah. You buy into it and then you, you fall under the trap and then she almost seems to convince some of them that, hey, that was completely normal, that's fine, that's compl- what happened there was completely fine. Yeah, like She seems to have this power on people, it's horrendous.
0: Yeah, you're completely right, completely right. Um, so, yes, yeah, I can tell you've been dying to talk about this next.
1: Oh, Randy Andy.
0: Exactly that, yeah. As, as
1: he was dubbed by Epstein himself.
0: Yeah, yeah, in, incredible. um See, with, with
1: Adam, I'm a little bit wary because I want to get knighted one day. I want to I be recognised as a knight, but um <laughs> at this rate, fucking Queenie will chop my head off.
0: With all due respect, Adam, if if Ricky Gervais isn't getting knighted...
1: If he's not getting knighted, I'm not getting knighted.
0: I don't know if it's happening, mate.
1: Uh, <laughs> I thought... I, I don't even support this version of the royal family. Give me the Plantagenets. History. No one else is going to get that. Anyone who likes history will get it, but no one else will. Um, so, <laughs>
0: Prince Andrew. Oh God. Fuck me. Did you, wa- you watch that interview, I'm assuming? Yeah. I've I'm watched that about six that. times.
1: I don't sweat. No. I was a pizza express in Woking.
0: He called that interview. Let's be... Let's... Let's, <laughs> let's address that. He said let's do the interview to clear all of this up
1: and he made himself look like the guiltiest piece of shit i've ever seen
0: we do i mean i'm i don't for one minute want to compare myself to prince andrew but for this podcast for our podcasts we do an element of preparing we've got yeah. other things we've got other work going on but we do an element of preparing no. prince andrew called that interview he should have he's, been day he's just and night Day and night, preparing to what to say. He looks like uh, Emily Maitonless. Is it Emily Maitlis that does the interview? It looks like she is just turned up at the door of Buckingham Palace with a camera crew and gone. Bashed right, with camera Basically, he fucked that. He totally oh, no, fucked he that interview. Did. And I'm it's, glad because it exposed him a little bit. But
1: yeah, he he but, comes yeah. across like cartoonishly bad. Yeah. Like it's so funny, because he's got this like guilty little like. Yeah. Thing going on. Is that a... Yeah. Uh, um, well, well, I don't sweat. I'm. I have a rare condition where I'm incapable of sweating, so I couldn't have been sweaty. I don't know what you mean.
0: Like it's just... incredibly defensive. Well, okay, so for context, that anyone that has, I've got a fucking clue what we're on about. Uh, we'll put the link in description for the Prince Andrew interview with the BBC that he did after Epstein died. Because after Epstein died, uh, just before, in fact, maybe, it came out... Oh, no, no, no. I think it's been public record for quite a while that he was very close with Jeffrey Epstein. For a period of time, he was very close. And it came out that Epstein was going to be convicted for these child sex crimes and conspiracy things like that. And everyone was looking at Andrew going, so why were you mates with him? What's the link here? Yeah. And you know, a lot of accusations were flying around. Of course, that famous picture of the two of them walking in the park together. Yeah. And that even more famous picture of Virginia Roberts, Ghislaine Maxwell, and Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew's there with his hand around Virginia Roberts' waist. The picture will be up right now. Uh, and Ghislaine Maxwell is in the corner. And it said that Jeff Epstein was the one that took that photo. (laughs) So there's so many links here that everyone was talking about this and Andrew was like, okay. (laughs) And then it all came out and Andrew said, okay, let's have an interview. Let's sort this out. Big mistake. Um,
1: His response to pretty much every question was, you know what? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, basically, he says a lot of things that he can't remember what he was doing on this date. This is, but he can remember exactly what he's doing on the thirteenth of July two thousand and three, and that he was in a Pizza Express in Woking,
1: which is definitely bollocks. No member of the royal family goes right. I want to go to a pizza place, Pizza Express in Woking. Like, fucking. I mean, to be fair, I've the the most. Powerful member of government I've ever met was in Woking, and that was my gove. I bumped into him in a train station in Woking, and I was gonna fucking lump him one, but he got away too quick. I I proper gave him evils. I was like,
0: but uh, basically that was his defence to saying that he couldn't possibly have been at Club Tramp, which is where Virginia Roberts says that he was uh, dancing with her, and then that night he had
1: sex now, I'm all right I'm thinking is, is Club Tramp in the UK or y- is that yeah,
0: it's, it's in London um, Working
1: is not that far from London
0: oh there's I'm nothing like, to say yeah he, he could have had a, a nice
1: pizza dinner he, he could have had Pizza Express in the afternoon line in the stomach yeah, exactly <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to go in with an empty stomach if you're if you're going out to drink on drink on the champagne you, you want you want to be you want to have it lined. So you're not going to just fucking bowl in. And, oh, God. Like, even that is a shitty excuse. If he was like, oh, Snow, I was, I was in the south of France on a holiday, like, and had some way of proving it, you'd go, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. You've done us there. Fair play. Maybe you were just there for a house party. Fair enough. Maybe it wasn't anything at all.
0: Basically, it was all in response to Virginia Roberts coming out and saying that Prince Andrew had sex with me this night in this club, and this was what he looked like, and this is a picture from it. And Andrew, he like, he, there's he, quite
1: a lot of detail into what he was doing to her as well.
0: A lot of detail, and there's a fucking picture. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and there is
0: photo evidence. And his response to that was: was it that you it was? Said, it was a picture, have picture have said, of a picture. So he, his first thing was, well, it, it's not a picture. It's a picture of a picture, so we don't know the validity of it. So it could be photoshopped. I'm like, yeah, okay. Then he says that doesn't. That's not necessarily my hand around her waist.
1: All oh, right. So there's just a disembodied hand. But also, yeah. you're very close to her, regardless. Yeah. So it's not much so, of a defense. Well, if that's not her hand, is is she? Is she standing like this? In a way that she's managed to flip her her whole body around. To get and, her hand away, like
0: how does she manage that? I, what else was it? It was that uh, he never goes out without a suit and a, a tie, or he, he's never in public without. So it couldn't possibly be him, because yeah. he he wasn't wearing his, his full suit like he always but does. Because because that, because once we, as men we know, once you go out of the house with a suit, you can't take that off. Now you're oh, yeah, bound by it's, law. It's, it's,
1: it's like, no, it's like Gold Crow. It just sort of sticks to your skin. And you can't take it off. That's exactly, a legit right. thing. Yeah. That's why yeah. every wedding I've been at, I've ended up having a fucking heat stroke. Yeah, exactly that. Like, um, but the thing's also, we know that's bollocks because a photo of him out in public with Epstein in a fleece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's also the shittiest excuse of all time. Oh, well, I only go outside in this particular outfit, so it couldn't have been me. It's like... yeah, you're wearing a suit in the photo. You might have just taken the jacket off. Also, you weren't in public.
0: Yeah. You're I in know. a
1: house. Glenn so, you, you, you sleep in a suit? Like, is that what you're saying? Is that you well, when I sleep, I go into my bedtime suit, which is a suit with a little tie with a moon on it. And then when I wake up, I go into my daytime suit. Like, oh, just, and it's about he jumped he goes through like. He does the classic liar's response where he goes through like five different stories at once. Oh, it can't be because of this. Um, oh, and this thing. And that. And that thing. Even if they don't blend together, he's yeah. just farted out excuses. Oh, it can't be because of this and that. And it wouldn't surprise me if he'd gone, oh, yeah. And also, I was in France that day, <laughs> eating a Pizza Express in Woking, but I was also in France. I'd yeah. have been like, yeah, bulletproof, mate. You've, you've nailed that.
0: Essentially, yeah. Um, and and with the relationship with Epstein, that picture that we've alluded to there, that he's in Central Park, uh, he said that that was taken when uh, Andrew essentially knew about the convictions, but he went over to Epstein to, to basically break up with him. say the friendship was <laughs> over. And I think that the interviewer, she makes the point of, well, why can't you just done that with a phone call? Why do you have to go and see him then? It's almost like
1: he might have had something physical that he wanted to get from him.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Or that he's lying about that that they weren't going to break up. Um. And his response basically was that I'm not. That would be the bitch's way out. I had to go and do it face to face as a man. Um. Whatever. And that he stayed. He yeah. He he knew that there was convictions against Epstein but he stayed at his $77 million house apartment in New York because it was a convenient place to stay while he was doing business in New York.
1: Prince Andrew... Is a fucking monarch? Is a monarch. (laughs) Is a royal? Yeah. (laughs) He's a fucking royal. It's not like he's a bit tight for money. He could have had the top
0: floor, the top three floors... Of the best hotel in New York, but he decides yeah. to stay at a suspected sex offender's house because it's more convenient.
1: That's like him going to New York and going, oh, "I want to stay in the Bronx. I, prefer, I like all the crack needles. It's a bit more lived in. You know, that's what I'm into. I don't want to live in. A, I don't want to go to a nice place. I'd rather go to a shithole. It's I, just, uh, yeah. you. You are having a joke, aren't you? Like, well, I'm so used to all the the glitz and glamour of being a royal, but I've decided to sleep in this skip for the weekend because it's a bit close <laughs> to the office I need to go to.
0: Well, it's like, it's like saying, oh, I've got, uh, you know, I've got to go and do work in this building tomorrow. Uh, are you going to go in the hotel opposite the road? It's like, no, there's, a, there's literally a bin outside. It's more convenient for me. <laughs> it's just outside the there's,
1: door. Ah, like, oh, so you're the new teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you moved into the area. No, no, I'm, I'm staying in the sandpit. Like... It sounds so, stupid, but that's boiling it down. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you, you boil that logic down, it's absurd. I get that. Obviously, it would have been a nice place he would have been staying in, but you're like, in the sense of, in the sense of architecture, building. Yeah, no, of like, course. Epstein's not going to be living in a little fucking studio apartment. He's going to have a fucking small fleet of people working for you in a lovely fucking kitchen and everything.
0: Absolutely, but you at that point he knew what was going on in that apartment and knew what was going on with Epstein. You
1: wouldn't want any connection to it. If you were power, like rich and powerful, you'd be like, "Well, last thing I'm going to do is going to fucking stay here."
0: Yeah, and especially when your mum is the Queen of England.
1: Yeah, your your mum is the literal queen.
0: Like, yeah,
1: it's like you are having a fucking joke. Like,
0: yeah, it the whole. The whole thing with andrew it's the and and even now there's uh the fbi haven't uh subpoenaed him officially so he he doesn't he's got no obligation to go and talk to the fbi and that's fine that's all right you do you but there's a lot of conflict in that andrew has said uh well we're willing to talk to them but they've not contacted us not contact us and then you've got the fbi saying well no you, we have called you you're you're just being really you don't want to do it you don't we want to do it in person but you want to do it like this with and we don't we want to do it properly but mm-hmm. andrew's there again saying well they've not called me or we have so there's a lot of things going on there that i i'm not i'm in no position to point fingers i'm in no position to say this is what happened but it's not a good look
1: is it It's it bodes fucking awfully for him, like yeah. And it seems weird because no one with Andrew over here in the UK, I don't feel like many media outlets are talking about it.
0: Well, like, I God. mean, you wonder why. Yeah, it goes back to the connection thing, doesn't it? Really, a yeah. little bit. Um, it all
1: seems very strange to me that no one has been like. So how connected was Prince Andrew? Like. They're all very like, oh, well, it's allegedly connected. There might be a photo. It's like, mate, we've seen it. It's it's right there.
0: Yeah, I think that segues us quite nicely into the next point that I wanted to make, is that for years and years, the media has been clicked up with all of these people, and you know the justice systems have been clicked up with these people, and that's why you've had. Jimmy Savile in this country get away with so much and then he died and then it came out. Epstein, he was taken to trial in the uh, late uh, 2000s, but then all of that came crashing down. Andrew, as you've said, has not really been called on. I think that, (laughs) and I'm going to go against everything I've ever said on this podcast before, there's a benefit to social media and cancel culture in that... Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, in that we as normal people on a surface level, take this podcast, I mean, as a prime example, people on on the lowest ebb are shit hot on anything going through the filter now. Yeah. That not a lot gets past Twitter and Facebook and social media and cancel culture. I hate that, I hate cancel culture, we're gonna do a podcast on that in the very near future, But that is one small benefit in that we don't have to trust these media institutions anymore and be like, oh, well, they're not talking about uh, Andrew. That's why he must be all right, then it must be fine. No, I I actually really- Straight away, just straight away log onto the internet and type in Prince Andrew. You'll get a feed full of, well, this is actually what's going on now, and this is actually what's happening, and this is actually how linked he is to Epstein. So I think that in terms of the future of where this is going, We're so shit hot. Twitter is so shit hot on everything for good, for better or worse. And things like this podcast, even if someone has watched this and they didn't even know much about the case person that knows a little bit more. And I think that that is the important thing with all cases like this is that this doesn't stop with Epstein. And I think that we're sort of starting to realise that. I don't know how yeah. I don't know what your take I on it. I think that. you've
1: made a really good point there with the idea that this is when cancel culture is quite good, when there are people who won't get any sort of someone who is so powerful that they literally almost can't face justice. But because of that, they kind of will. They get a bad rep, even though legally they haven't, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I think there is in some regards actually a benefit to that. Um and if you break it down in a certain way, it can actually be quite a good thing. But yeah, I, th- I think you've you've made you've fucking nailed that one, to be honest. Like that is uh, we will eventually get onto the topic of cancel culture because it's something that can affect from literal royalty to like yeah, Joe Schmo on the street, but us <laughs> it's, it's not, um but Yeah, I think you've you've sort of covered that so brilliantly, is that this is a a point where people are getting cancelled and, you know, they might not have got what they deserve as a punishment. These are people who have done something that is genuinely unforgivable Mm. and they don't deserve some sort of, oh, well, you know, they deserve a second chance. Like, some people get cancelled. I'm like, yeah, but maybe they deserve another opportunity to prove themselves and say that they're better now and we've seen that happen with certain people. But with that, it's like, yeah, I'm not sure you really deserve it, mate. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they've done something that is just so shitty. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Um, With going forward with this case, what do you think is going to happen to uh, Ghislaine Maxwell? I think that. Do you reckon she's going to get Epstein and going to get killed off before anything can happen?
0: Well, that's the thing. I'm hoping that she's been wrapped in bubble wrap and with four guards around her at all times. And I, because I, 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 I genuinely, my my thoughts on Epstein is that he was killed by someone, and I think that Glene Maxwell now is the only person that is in the firing Absolutely. line. Is in is in the firing line as as much as he is has been convicted or has any danger of being convicted and holds the cards to go listen up fuckers. All right. But, Cause I think, okay, she's, she's 58. She, if she's convicted, she will not see the light of day. She won't get out of prison. I think that if any lawyer worth his salt is going up to her, he needs to say, right, you're not getting out of this. It's not happening. The best he thing you can really do the best thing you can possibly do is say everything that you know, back it all up, and, I mean, I don't know, plea bargains, all of that. I don't really give a fuck about all of that, but just she nail the establishment. Nail the establishment. Nail all of these other people and really have a chance to... It's not redemption because she's done some fucking awful things and I don't think she deserves a shot of redemption in that way, but I think that she will have the attitude of Right, they could I'm say it. to
1: us, saying the lines of, oh, well, you would get life, but we could maybe knock it down to parole at 25 years.
0: Something like that. I feel like that
1: would be like if somehow I ended up in that situation where someone was like, right, if you tell us the information, we won't, you won't die in here. There's a chance that if you live long enough, you will actually get, get out by the time you're in your 70s. Yeah. Like,
0: what has she got to lose at this point? What yeah. she got to lose?
1: But you get you get like a new identity, fake name, whatever you want. But you need to expose what you know. Like if she was given that sort of sort of dream deal, then I could see her open the suitcase and be like, "Here's everybody," you know, like just totally selling everybody out. And I think that would be not quite redemption, but it would almost be like a Because it's not like she's done it out of the goodness of her heart. She's done it, she's been caught. But that would be maybe the only good way this could end. You know what I mean? But that's the only sort of satisfying ending that you could give this, is if she did actually out everyone and go, yeah, actually, he's a pedo. He's a pedo. That guy does this thing. This guy's got that habit. That one just smells, but fuck it anyway. Like, she could out everyone. And I think that would be a miraculous finish, to this case. But it's a question of, is she going to live long enough? And I don't know if she will, unfortunately, like in a way, like I think that she when cause once she gets buried, everything gets buried with her. But do you
0: think now that, now that Epstein has been, Epstein has died, I'll leave it, Epstein has died. And there's so much controversy and so much talk about that. Do you think that now if Ghislaine Maxwell disappears, that, it's too much obviously there's no one no one can really do anything but it's sort of like we all know but they don't really know that we know and we can't do anything with that knowledge do you think that there's too much of a risk of that or do you not think that they give a fuck they're too proud and arrogant
1: they're, they're too powerful and the people aren't strong enough to do anything so i don't think it would i almost think it would just fade away in in the way that almost every time something bad happens now I just sort of go oh dear um that's sort of the only reaction you can give a lot of things now like
0: mm.
1: like recently this is sort of a bit removed but apparently there was an outbreak of the bubonic plague and my reaction to it was eh. it's no weirder than everything else that's going on and I think that's almost what you would get if if Maxwell disappeared the general public would go No weirder than what else is happening. So I think sadly, it's probably quite a a grim note to end what I'm saying it on, but I I don't even think it would make that much difference. But you hope that something would change and get resolved. And she is now the person who could do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, yeah, you've nailed that really, I think, as well. I think that she holds the key to, because I think the only positive thing that is we could potentially get out of this is that it doesn't fucking happen again. And these people in the elite, you know, pr- we're talking about presidents and royalty for fuck's sake.
1: Like the absolute tippy top.
0: That the, that comes crashing down and we get genuinely good people in these positions that we can trust. And I know it's a, a, a hippie, like...
1: No, no, I agree or, with you. It's what we should all want, really. Naive like,
0: way of looking at it. And it might not happen. We
1: exist in a world where you get people would not defending Prince Andrew, but they're going off to like Prince Harry, and it's like, what's he done? Yeah, he married someone he liked, and decided he didn't want anything to do with an organisation Like, he didn't want anything to do with the, the royal family anymore. And you can't blame him because his uncle is a literal paedophile.
0: Yeah, and his dad so, killed. No, okay, um, uh, <laughs> that's, we, that's another podcast, but we've done it at the
1: point. Yeah, we have, actually. We have spoken about that for haven't we? Yeah. But if, you know, you're in a in an organisation where you're raining peace down on people with the machine gun of your helicopter, you probably are going to go, I'm a bad guy. Am yeah. I on the, yeah. on the bag? Maybe I should... I might leave. I've, I've murdered far too many Middle Eastern shepherds. Yeah. I'm not really about it anymore. I've also, been... Uncle's a pedo. But, like, we're so <laughs> cartoonishly evil. That Mitchell and Webb look yeah. sketch. Are we the bad guys? Like, <laughs> are we the baddies? I just—I notice our uniforms have got skulls on them. Yeah. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> this has been a very um, impression-heavy episode of the men's room. I it really has, hope. but I'm here for it. It's I'm all, I'm all for Trump, it. Trump, Dave Mitchell, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Shag Mary Kill.
0: <laughs> oh bloody hell! That's a,
1: that's another podcast. That is. Good. <laughs> a, good. Yeah. A good one. <laughs> Not to feel too down about the whole thing. If you can take any solace from this, Epstein is dead. So he's not able to maintain doing these shitty things anymore. And, and Maxwell's he, in custody. So exactly. ultimately there are perpetrators they were working for and operating with who are probably still out there. I mean, we know some of them are still out there. <clears throat> Andrew. Um, I shook his fucking hand as well. I'm disgusted. I think I did. I might well have. I know you went, a oh, good show, turning up. How old four, were you when you met him? 14. But I was a boy, so I wouldn't have been his type. <laughs> now, oh, was... fuck me. We really ended it on that. <laughs> no, 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 I was about to say, will, will that actually make the episode? Probably not. <laughs> 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 that could be his own. We'll have to do a men's room blooper reel one day. Yeah, things definitely. Things like that that are just like a bit. <laughs> oh, that okay. was funny, though, to be honest. But yeah, um, don't feel too down about it, uh, people out there. Things will happen with this case. And ultimately, we'll all die soon. So, <laughs> yeah, that's one way of
0: looking at it. I was going to say, I was going to say that they they were all being called out, and we all know about it. But also, yeah, that's you're not wrong.
1: People are going to get exposed eventually with this. So we just got to wait and see, and we just yeah. got to hope for the best with it. You know, so fingers crossed, things will get fixed and sorted. It's the only thing we can really hope for.
0: Exactly. I think that's a perfect way to end it really. Um yeah, that was a great podcast. We've covered a lot there. We've covered the as as much as we know and I guarantee that give it a couple of months and uh there'll be a a lot more to discuss. Probably do a follow up to this. Definitely, yeah, of course. Um no yeah definitely definitely a little bit of a follow up in the next couple of months. Adam, thank you very much for joining me today. Be my pleasure. And of course, thank you very much for not only watching uh well, not only listening but watching as well this week. Uh, I hope you 've enjoyed the change to format it 's been slightly odd uh, i don 't know if you feel the same adam
1: it's been interesting it's weird mm. having a little green light staring at me exactly but it's fun it 's a bit new
0: bit new yeah but uh yeah, this is the way we 're going to go for it a little bit. We want to be uh just another Zoom podcast on YouTube, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah, it must be another one those guys. Exactly. Make sure to hit subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube and hit the bell to stay notified when we upload next. Thank you for listening, everyone, on Spotify as well. If you head over to our YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. That means so much to us. Until next time, Adam again, thank you very much.
1: Been a pleasure, mate. Being a pleasure.
0: And we'll catch you later. Peace.